For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Bridget O'Neill. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we're covering the new president of the Princeton Theological Seminary and arguments in a Supreme Court case on gerrymandering. It's Thursday, December 8th. On October 14th, the Princeton Theological Seminary appointed a new president, Reverend Dr. Donathan Lee Walton, a social ethicist who previously served as dean of the Wake Forest School of Divinity. I sat down with associate news editor Kalina Blake to ask her about the newly appointed president of the Princeton Theological Seminary. My name is Kalina Blake. I'm in the class of 2024, and I'm an associate news editor at The Prince. On October 14th, the seminary announced that it would appoint Dr. Walton to the president of the seminary, making him the first Baptist and the first black president of the seminary. This comes on the heels of nearly six years where the seminary has grappled with its complex history of racism and slavery. About six years ago in 2016, President Craig Barnes commissioned a audit report on the institution's history of slavery, given that it was found that most of the money that had been invested in the seminary prior to the Civil War had come from slave owners. In 2019, the seminary then pledged to give more than $28 million in favor of reparations for slavery. And now in 2022, we have our first Black president of the seminary. From hearing from students and faculty, there's just this incredible desire and need to have these diverse perspectives at the institutional level um, in the seminary itself. And it's been an incredible moment of excitement and joy for a lot of Black students, especially, who are really grateful to see representation at the institutional level. Could you tell us a little about what students and administrators that you spoke to were hopeful to see in this next term? So I had the opportunity to speak with students who are part of the Association of Black Seminarians, which is a student advocacy group on campus. And they, first of all, commented on Dr. Barnes's tenure as president and said that a lot of progress has been made to increase the diversity of faculty. One student told me that the number of people of color has increased from 10% at the beginning of Dr. Barnes's tenure in 2013 to nearly 33% today, but there's still a lot more that's left to be done. And so ABS, which is the Association of Black Seminarians, is really concerned about these structural changes that need to take place, whether that be in the representation of materials that students are reading or in the representation of some tenured professors. Another administrator I spoke to um, said that there's actually a lot of people that have retired from the seminary in recent years and a lot of chairs that can be filled with these diverse perspectives. And she's really hoping that there can be more invested in research centers in the next couple years where these dynamic conversations are happening about race and politics. I also had the opportunity to talk to Eddie Gloud, who is the James S. McDonald Distinguished University Professor at Princeton, about his appointment. Professor Gloud has worked with Dr. Walton um, as a graduate student and has known for him for several years now. And something he commented on is how his Dr. Walton's history, both as a student at the seminary, as a professor at Harvard, and then most recently as the Dean of the Divinity School at Wake Forest, has allowed him to really understand the role and place of theological education in this current moment in a more nuanced way than previous presidents have, and how he's really gonna be able to offer a lot of unique perspective in his role in the next few years. In national news, yesterday, arguments in the historic Moore v. Harper gerrymandering case were heard in the Supreme Court. North Carolina state legislative Republicans are asking the U.S. Supreme Court to reinstate a redistricting map that the North Carolina state Supreme Court had previously rejected. The North Carolina legislator argues under a theory known as the, quote, independent state legislator theory. 
Under the theory, state Supreme Courts do not hold power in matters related to federal elections. If their interpretation of the Constitution's clause on federal elections is upheld by the Supreme Court, citizens would have no method of fighting gerrymandering efforts. We'll keep you updated as we learn more about this story. On the congressional front, late Tuesday night, incumbent Georgia Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock won re-election in his runoff contest against Republican challenger Herschel Walker. The victory gives Democrats a 51-49 to 49 majority in the Senate, a margin that will make it easier for the party to confirm judges and pass budget resolutions. In international news, Peruvian President Pedro Castillo was removed from office yesterday by the country's legislative body after he attempted to dissolve it in what the Associated Press characterized as, quote, a grave constitutional crisis. As Castillo was escorted through the capital city, Lima, the country swore in its first female president, former Vice President Dina Boluarte. Today, it'll be mostly cloudy with a high of 54 degrees. That's all for Daybreak today. Today's episode was written by Hope Perry and me, sound engineered by Aidan Tashoma, and produced under the 146th Managing Board of The Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, class of 2022. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Bridget O'Neill. Have a wonderful day.